Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hi, Desi. Hi. Thanks feel- for Thanks for your patience, everyone. <laughs> it's true. I had COVID. I was I feel rusty. I feel super rusty. I we're gonna get through this and we're gonna have a great show. Yeah. But thank you for thank you for your patience and understanding. Well I'm better now. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um so Rachel, we have a Bay Area top story for you tonight. Oh wow. And it involves E40. Oh, 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 this is the story that got me angry. It's really infuriating. If you don't know, the Golden State Warriors are playing the Sacramento Kings and the NBA playoffs. And their first playoff game was on Saturday night. The Sacramento Kings won. But the biggest loss for the Warriors that night was that their number one fan, rapper E40, was removed from his front row seat. Now I saw this, and it obviously made me livid. E forty being a the ambassador of the Bay, one of my favorite rappers, a legendary. Um, he's a courtside staple. He's a behind home plate staple. Yeah, he's a he's a Bay Area sports huge sports supporter. Yes, he's there. So. Um, he said that he was not going to be at game two. That was on Monday or last night. And yeah, I mean, he said that he would be in his normal seat for game three. Okay. Which I don't know. Like it's probably, is it tonight? I'm not sure. Are they playing at the Warriors? Is that the Chase Center? Yeah. Because this um, was the, oh, what's it called? The something center. I don't know. I, I honestly don't follow basketball. It's the um, Shams. No, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what that was. <laughs> People I don't know are what I was yelling reading. at us right now. We Great. don't know. Uh, so he says that he was heckled repeatedly on Saturday night and addressed a woman in an assertive but polite manner. And the security came and ordered him to leave the arena. I mean, obviously, I'm on his side because it's just course. like leave him alone. It's E40. <clears throat> also, things can get heated. And the stands during playoff games, especially the courtside seats. Yeah. Because those people or whatever, they're like, we paid money to get here. Right. We're right. gonna fucking enjoy this game. So and he he according to him, uh it's a there, there's a racial bias going on here. Mm-hmm. He says, unfortunately, it was yet another reminder that despite my success and accolades as a musician and entrepreneur. He is an entrepreneur. He is. What, what's his food? He has like a sausages. He has Goon with the Spoon. That's his ice cream company. And then he has the sausages and he also makes lumpia. Ooh. Yeah. I got to get that. Yeah. So he says racial bias remains prevalent for him. Security saw a disagreement between a black man and a white woman and immediately assumed that I was at fault. So in a show of solidarity, the Warriors... Um, blasted his music during a shoot-around. Oh, it's called the Golden One Center. 
That's right, right, right. So, I mean, you shouldn't name your center after your rival. Yeah, Golden. <laughs> Get it together, that's, Kings. That's for the Warriors. Yeah, so um, they were playing his music, and they're like, yeah, turn that E40 up, Clay Thompson said to Steph Curry. They were dancing around on the court. Love Supporting it. Uh, their friend and fan. So according to security uh, or whoever is in charge, they were like, he was, uh, the reason he was removed was not due to this um, argument with this woman. It was because he was doing excessive standing. They, they got mad at him <laughs> for standing during a yeah. basketball game? I guess, I guess when you're on the floor seats, you can't stand because they're not like staggered. Maybe. I have no idea, but that sounds stupid too. It's not the symphony. You know what? Like, I don't, I just feel like that sounds stupid. I'm just going to be super biased because I'm, I've been like, I'm a lifelong E40 fan. Also, all of <laughs> so, Warriors are supporting him. Like they all released videos, tweets, et cetera, aww. like supporting him. Uh, Cause like, like we said, he is such a huge supporter. He's at like every game. Yes. Um, and he's just a very loyal fan of the team. And, and sometimes often, often with Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri and E40 are often courtside together. They need to do a show together. They should totally do Why a show. Why aren't they doing a food show together? They should be going to town by town like his show, uh, Guy Fieri's, but they're looking at little entrepreneurs who are starting their own little sausage companies. Oh my God. Or like Desi. little artisanal food companies. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, because there's so many of those, like in LA, obviously, we have a ton of people who just do one food item, like pickles right. or whatever. And I'm sure every town has their little farmer's market staples mm. who produce like jams, jellies, whatever. And then the comp- it could be almost a competition too. And then they produce the food at the end or something. That is such a great idea. <sighs> I, w- I would watch that show. I would, I would too. watch the fuck out That'd of it. That'd be so cute. I love when they get together. They're, they're so um, cute. They're always like both dressed really well at the at the games and it's just a joy to see two bay area icons together yeah i agree so obviously this didn't happen at the warriors uh no homestead he's royalty over there yeah so he can stand all he wants mm. and i hope he does with a <laughs> with a crown on <laughs> um our next big entertainment story Oh, boy. Netflix tried to do a live reunion of Love is Blind, and it did not go well. Dude. This has got to be one of the biggest kerfuffles in modern memory, like as far (laughs) as like some live event. Because people were fucking raging on Twitter. And part of me was like, what did you expect? Because when I heard it, I was like, how do they even do something live on Netflix? It's not built for that. Well, they recently did Chris Rock's special live. Oh, they did? They did. But here's the reality. I think more people were tuning in for Love is Blind than Chris Rock. Well, and here's probably why. You can watch the special anytime, but you want to watch the live reunion live. more. It's more important that that's live, I think. Yes. In a way. Yes, I agree. Um, Because usually reality TV show reunions are live. And because they're not on Netflix. That's also something where you don't want to get spoilers maybe. Mm. And that would happen. People would be live tweeting it. 
this, the Chris Rock special, I just don't think it has that, you know, an urgency to see it live. Yeah. I mean, maybe for some people, but like a it, lot of people are fine seeing it an hour later. No one's going to spoil the jokes. Now, Desi, I was one of the millions of people who sat around waiting for Netflix to get its shit together. Oh, shit. I was one of those people. I waited 45 minutes oh before, I, but maybe 50 minutes before I tapped out and did yeah. something else. And let me tell you how much more irritated I was. I came back a few hours later to watch the the reunion because I just assumed it was, obviously I was like, well, it's probably not live anymore. They probably, it's just probably uploaded and I can watch it. No, Netflix told me, this event will be available to you tomorrow at noon. Yeah. So they didn't even like immediately just upload it for everyone after they finally got to it. I mean, the thing that makes me mad about this is whoever runs Netflix social media account mm. making their cute little meme jokes. We weren't happy. It's like people are mad. <laughs> like I can't remember happy. I can't remember the last time I saw people this mad. Like truly angry. And cuz I follow a lot of people who watch reality TV. Yeah. Uh and that's why I didn't even bother cuz I think I saw really quickly that it wasn't loading. Yeah. And I was like, well, "I'm I don't even care. Like I'll just wait." That honestly made me laugh so hard was to see the outrage about it. Because I was irritated, but some of the tweets were like, oh, fuck you, Netflix. Fuck you forever, Netflix. I'm canceling my subscription. And and also um, a lot of people saying this month should be free. It was funny, like you said, to see Netflix, whoever their poor social media intern is, scrambling to pump out tweets while they were trying to get their shit together, like, oh, oh we're, we're late. Like the, yeah, like the white woman who's whipping down the curtains. Like, did, like, they, did they No, post- but they were doing things like that where they were using a popular meme, acting like they were also irritated with Netflix. Right. But it's like, no, you're the problem. Right, like, you're the one. we don't want your comedy right now. Right. Uh, you know, I felt for them. So, yeah, uh People were obviously speculating. I I just remember the start of it, and it did seem like, like I do remember in the past, like let's say HBO Max, people's crashing when it was like a finale or some big episode. Yeah, I do remember things like that. People getting mad about, and it had that similar kind of vibe. But obviously, this was even worse because it wasn't happening. They were like an hour and a half late, weren't they? And the other thing that was outrageous about it was. A lot of people were planning on watching Succession on Sunday night. That's right. So this was Sunday? This was Sunday. It was Sunday. And I think that's exactly what I did. I was like, oh, I'll just watch Succession. That's what I did. Um, I'm like, why am I waiting around for this? I'm waiting around 45 (laughs) minutes and I feel like a fucking chump. Especially for this type of show. Like... (laughs) It's just so like stupid. It would have been fun to everyone. We all watch it live and have this live experience of re, of a reunion for a show that isn't live normally. Yeah. So I really liked that they were planning. I thought it was cool they were planning on doing that, but you got to execute it correctly. I mean, I don't want to say I had this psychic premonition about it, but when I was hearing it, I was like, live? 
I just like couldn't believe that they were even attempting it. I don't know why. Like I was also like the Lachey's. Come on, they can't. Okay, now <laughs> let's let's talk for because this is also a news story now. Yes, and I was gonna save this for TV segment of the of the pod, but let's just get into it now. We can play it loose. There is a change.org petition going around that is urging Vanessa and Nick Lachey to be booted from their position as hosts of Love is Blind. Yes. Have you seen Vanessa Lachey has been trending on Twitter because Mm. people are so mad at her hosting capabilities? Especially with the kid gloves she gave Josh and Jackie. Diabolical. And went hard on Marshall, like inexplicably. And Paul. Yeah. She, okay, so I just want to read you this change. It currently has over 12,000 people have signed. Remove Nick and Vanessa Lachey as, oh, now it's up to 16,000. Wow. Remove Nick and Vanessa Lachey as hosts of Love is Blind. This is the, um, this is the uh, about, or this is like what the change.org position says. Love is Blind is a reality-based TV show that allows couples to date and choose their partner without ever seeing them, blah, 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 blah. I like how it's like anyone signing this position we knows. Know. The show has had a ton of success but has one large problem, the hosts, Nick and Vanessa Lachey. Mm. From the initial season, the hosts felt pretty useless and out of place. They seemed to be much more concerned with directing as much as much attention to, at themselves and their personal mm. lives rather than focusing on the contestants that are actually participating in the experiment. Many enjoy the show, but it's being held back from its full potential with cringy Nick and Vanessa Lachey. <gasps> Most recently, Nick Lachey shaded his ex-wife, Jessica Simpson, by claiming, quote, second marriages are always the best on the season <gasps> three reunion. Jesus, I forgot about that. <laughs> The co- this comment was uncalled for. Forced- the, this person who wrote this is still mad, they're right? Still- <laughs> they haven't let that go. And they're like, why isn't anyone still talking about this? They're a Jessica Simpson stan. Clearly, clearly a first wife, too. Yes. <laughs> this lady's a first wife, whoever wrote this. This comment was uncalled for, forced, and spiteful toward Jessica, who has been publicly supportive and positive about her ex-husband. Mm. Vanessa Lachey is domineering of every oh. reunion. And, att- <laughs> and it, I'm telling you, I was dying reading this. And attempts to gain as much camera time as possible by cutting into every conversation, mm. speaking over her husband and contestants, and very badly acting like she cares about members of the cast. Neither Nick or Vanessa make any effort to guide the cast through a confusing and emotional experience and blatantly attempt to stir up drama and leave. (sighs) Other off-putting behavior includes Nick saying, obviously I'm Nick Lachey, when introducing himself. We get it. You're a washed-up C-list celebrity. Congrats. (laughs) Letting the season two reunion get completely out of hand and targeting certain contestants rather than treating them equally during Mm. the experiment. Understandably, in the beginning, LIB sought out any C-list celebrity to put their show on the map. C-list. Now, (laughs) three seasons in with the cult following and international versions of the show, it's time to upgrade the hosts that don't Mm. make you want to turn off the show every time they speak. Damn. For a show that is attempting to be reality TV, Vanessa and Nick make it feel fake, cringy, and poorly produced. Join the thousands of Love is Blind fans in making the show evolve into the best version of itself 
by removing Nick and Vanessa Lachey as hosts and replacing them with dot, 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 well, literally anyone else. And then they provided receipts. And these are links to like Screen Rant articles about like why they suck. (laughs) I swear to God. I I clicked on like, they're like, here's some more contacts. Screen Rant agrees. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They like... Um, and then there's all these con- comments. I- I've been deep in the Love is Blind Reddit. That's a good Reddit. It's a great Reddit. The fans all unanimously agree that Nick and Vanessa are terrible hosts. Wow. They are livid. If you go on Twitter, poor Vanessa Lachey. If she Googles her, <laughs> searches her name on Twitter right mm. now, it is not nice. People no. are mad. I do agree with the complaints, mm. um, but I would never go so far as to be like, Fuck you, bitch. I love a petty beef, but this just isn't mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I do remember not, or I wouldn't say I hated them, but I was just like, what's their point? And then I do feel like they kind of redeemed themselves at last reunion. Yeah. That's my memory. Because I, I was like, oh, I guess she she did good. Because I think she went after, what was his name? Shake. Shake. She kind of went after the right person. Yeah, she uh, did. And I think I think hosting a reunion is probably a lot more difficult than especially this live reunion. Do I have several critiques and complaints about how she handled this recent reunion? Yes, I do. I think that like you mentioned, she was way too buddy buddy with Jackie and Josh, who by the way couldn't even be bothered to show up to the reunion. That it should w- be illegal. Like you shouldn't be able to come on. I'm sorry. Unless there's some threat to your physical harm, there are some really serious reason you can't be with everyone. Right. Why is that allowed? They did like she did a a softball three minute Zoom interview with Jackie and Josh where she was fawning all over them. She didn't ask them any difficult questions or challenging questions at all. Yeah. And then following that interview, she made a brief reference to the homophobic text that were leaked that were Jackie's. Yes. And then immediately went straight on to attacking Marshall. Here's. Here's the thing about hosting a reunion. I don't like when hosts feel like they have to go the opposite way to be fair. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like they're like, everyone hates Jackie, so I'm going to show her in a human, like her humanity. And ev- like, let's also go after Marshall so we can see that there's two sides to every story. But there and just it's like, wasn't. That's, that's not <laughs> like your job. Yeah. That is not reporting something fairly that's you're you're editorializing when you do that right because like, you shouldn't be you shouldn't have an agenda and you're questioning it just seemed like she had too much of an agenda and like she didn't have any like she didn't watch the same show as any of us did because she or if there's footage we didn't see show us that yeah. changes your mind, like right. the, the cuties from last year, well, right? That, yeah. I mean... Like, that was like, here's what you think, but you're wrong because we have this additional footage showing that uh, Zeneb did this or and, whatever. And we were all happy that they showed the cuties footage, but what wasn't what wasn't good is that they showed it after the reunion was over. They didn't show it and then question Zeneb, like, well, what about that? Right. And it's like, these people are fame hungry. 
you must have signed them to a contract where they have to do this reunion and you can hold them to the fire. Yeah. What's the point? I thought, I want to see these people held to the fire. I think Zach and Bliss should host the reunions going yes. forward. Because I think Zach... Um, He's the MVP. He carried that reunion on his back. Zach, I got chills when he said, straight up said, he says, well, we all know why... We all know why Irina did the show. It's because she wants to be famous. And yeah. and that's when I audibly went, ooh. And, you know, I will say, I did enjoy the live audience. I yes. did enjoy that there was a live audience. It was kind of like The Bachelor. Yes. It, sometimes it yeah. felt a little Maury-like, and you know I love Maury. We like an after-the-rose vibe. Yeah. For sure. Because um, the audience won't let things slide. No. And that's what is great. I, I agree. And here's here's the thing with Zach. This is why we love a weirdo yeah. who is socially awkward. Because they will often be the ones who don't have any qualms about saying things. He said it. Yeah. He said it. And he was defending Paul while Vanessa was um, browbeating Paul over nothing. And, and, and Zach stepped in his little... He put on his little criminal defense attorney tie. Mm. And he was like, oh, badgering the witness, badgering the witness. He didn't yeah. literally say that, but that that's was his, his subtext. That's his vibe. And uh, he defended Paul. They're buds. They're buds. And and Paul did nothing wrong. No. There's no obligation to marry someone. And he was very kind to Micah. He was very diplomatic and very kind. And you could tell that Paul chose his words carefully and was being deliberately vague because he didn't want to come off as an asshole. He could have he could have said what we were all thinking. But he didn't want to play that game, which is perfectly fine. That's not his style. Also, Micah clearly knew. Yeah. That's why she made him go first. She yeah. knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, so obviously he was right in his decision. Right. Um, and little Shelby can be all happy. Also, the follow-up <laughs> questions were garbage because like, I, there was some... Zach was, like, about to reveal some additional tea. I forget the context of it. And Vanessa st- completely steamrolled over him and starts talking about something else. Like, she really did interrupt people to sort of interject and steer the conversation into, like, weird areas that no one gave a fuck about. Here's the thing. What you want for a reunion host is someone who is literally a fan and wants all the juicy tea. Yes. And wants to do the questions that we all want to know. And doesn't let anything, she's, you know, doesn't let anything slide. She'll be like, we're going to get back to that and then gets back to it. Yeah. Um, one of the f- funnier uh, reunions I saw was a, was a Real Housewives of Potomac where Andy brought out Nicki Minaj, who was a fan of the show, oh, wow. to co-host with him for like a segment. Yeah. And she was like a true fan who was like calling them out on things <laughs> and like saying things. And it was like very chaotic, mm-hmm. but it was like, yes, I want to know that too, Giselle. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, right. it was it was fun to have someone who was actually a fan asking questions and pushing things. Because I do feel like these hosts sometimes get too polite with these these people. And it's like, no, the that's other, not your job. The other big criticism I've seen is that Vanessa Lachey is so hyper fixated on the fertility of the contestants and their reproductive lives. Yeah. I mean, it was cringy as hell. She kept throughout the show, when are we going to get the first love is blind baby? I Who want, cares? I want a love is blind baby. When are you getting pregnant? It's very, it's very Who dated. Who gives a fuck? It's so dated. 
Like yeah. that line of questioning. It's like, come on, you yeah. know this. You know this, Vanessa. Um, and it doesn't mean the show is successful if that happens. It's like they, just, they're seeing like they're taking it as some like success story. If a baby comes out of it, it's like not necessarily. It could be. It could be a bad thing. It's just bizarre, or we don't know what these people's personal struggles with fertility are, and you could be hurting their feelings and bringing up stuff they don't want right. to talk about. We just there's a number of things why you don't press this issue. It's just. It's also just boring. It to is me. boring. It's like that's like. There's obviously like social connotations to it, but it's just boring. No one fucking cares. And like, then and then we get the jump scare over Zoom. We get a we get a video message from Bartise who's holding ugh. his his baby. There's her baby. There's your baby, Vanessa. See what ha- now you look what you got. Look what you wished for. You got it's Bartise. Bartise reproduced. <laughs> that's, that's not the baby. That's not the happy baby story we wanted. No. <laughs> like, just it was just so bizarre. Um Oh my god, I'm still laughing about that picture with the jeans with Bartise, the going out jeans. Like he clearly <laughs> just stopped by to meet the baby yeah. on his way to the club or something. Oh my god. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. It just it look, I it just has been wild to me to see the response between Netflix's fuck up and the outrage over Vanessa Lachey is just it's been wild. This fan has I mean, this show has rabid fans. Like, yeah. the fans are very serious of this show. No, I mean, this was overtook Twitter. Like, it was all I was seeing was Me people too. talking about this Me for sure. Um, but did you like? Did were there parts of the reunion you liked other than that? Before we move on, I mean, that pretty much nails everything. Yeah. It, 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 there was nothing as good as like the cutie moment from last year or last season. Like a reveal, you mean? Yeah. Like there was nothing sort of like, whoa, in my mind. Yeah. Um, I felt like outside of um, Kwame saying yes, I feel like our predictions were pretty true. They were pretty true. And the Kwame one is delusion. Like that one we could never have predicted because it should not have happened. <laughs> and they will be getting divorced soon, probably. Like, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like, I think we all were like, Paul's probably gonna ditch her. Yeah, and like, we were all kind of like Zach and Bliss. They might be like, let's just date longer, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, nothing was too off except for the Kwame one, in my opinion. I do think they should host the next reunions because I think Zach will ask the hard questions. Yeah. I mean, that's a common trajectory, right? Some mm. fan favorites hosts become the host at some point, right. I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've never been a fan of Nick and Vanessa. I feel like I was surprised last reunion that they did better than I thought. I think I remember being surprised by that too and impressed by her. But it was also very satisfying as a fan to watch her go in on Shake because he was so loathed. Throughout the season? Yeah, she had no choice. I mean, he was so diabolical. Right. Um, I I think it's one of those things where every season I'm like, oh, yeah, they they host the show. Right. Because they pop up in Mexico all of a sudden after we didn't see them for a while. We'd mentioned that on Kara's podcast. We did Kara Berry's podcast discussing... Love is Blind, the whole series, the whole season oh, four. Yeah. We probably didn't promote that. We didn't promote it because I was sick. Um, but you should go listen to it. Go listen to it. Her podcast, if you don't know, 
it's everyone's business but mine. I was still recovering from COVID, so I have like COVID brain while we did it. Oh, just right. a, just a warning. I mean, I was a little brain foggy <laughs> while we did it, and we did it remotely. Yeah, we really go into it, but we we spent that was a three and a half hour show that we did with her. Oh man, we really hashed out everything because there was a lot to talk about this season. Yes. There was a lot of twists and turns. I just don't think it happened at the end. Mm. This was sort of juicy in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I well, do have another Netflix story. Really? I do. So, um, this Netflix is being sued. By They're, who? This guy, Taylor Hazelwood. Who's that? He. This is a story from The Inquirer, but with an I, not The National Inquirer. Um, so Taylor Hazelwood said he found out his photo was in a Netflix documentary when his phone started blowing up. Um, a friend texted him, explain please. And they, in the thing, he had a true crime film about Caleb Kai McGilvery, a viral hitchhiker who was arrested in center city for killing, for the killing of a North Jersey man. So they used his picture in this documentary called the hatchet wielding hitchhiker. (gasps) without his permission, and he's saying this also harmed my reputation and is seeking $1 million in damages. Wait, why did they use his picture? Um, What was the context? He said he has no connection to McGilvery. This is a man who gained internet fame after explaining how he intervened in an assault on a California utility worker using his hatchet. Um, he's now serving a 57-year prison sentence for the murder of this guy. He was convicted of also killing a lawyer, uh, and he was apprehended in, apprehended in Philadelphia. Um, a f- photo of him is posted on his Instagram more than three and a half years before the documentary debut of himself posing with a hatchet. Um, this was inspired by his favorite childhood book called Hatchet, and uh when he it was the documentary was released, he found out that the documentary repurposed the photograph, which appears alongside a narration about the killer, and with the text, "You can never trust anyone." Why? So they would somehow they, found this picture of him on Instagram. Why would they use his picture? It's weird because don't they have a picture of the real guy? <laughs> I don't know. Why would they do that? And he's like, obviously, this seems like it implicates and connects him to this hatchet killer. Um, he's had to explain to his friends and family and, and co-workers that he has nothing to do with this guy or the documentary. Um, and according to his lawyer, this is going to haunt him for the rest of his life. Um, he should get the money. This is I outrageous. mean, it's only a million dollars. Just give it to him. This is crazy. Why would they do that? <laughs> Why would like, they do You can't do put that? someone's picture up and go, you can never trust anyone. <laughs> <laughs> including this guy with so a hatchet. Was that was the point they were trying to make was like beware of all people with hatchets? I guess. And he, there it doesn't still? even look there it doesn't even look that intimidating. I mean, it's kind of blurry here. But he just looks like a college kid or something with like a beer and like a hatchet. Were they trying to make it seem like um this was a picture of the killer or was it just I don't know. It doesn't say in the story. I sh- I want to watch it. Why would they do this? Oh, you know what? He looks like... He kind of looks similar. He looks like the guy. But they clearly... But why didn't anyone double check, though? Oh, I know this guy's story. This is a crazy story. Um, I didn't know they made a documentary about this guy. Well, there's so many documentaries coming out. 
So they used a completely different picture. It's not of Kai. It's, what's this guy's name? Lawrence Mulvaney? Lawrence McGilvery? Yeah. No, that's the killer. He's Taylor Hazelwood. Oh, Taylor Hazelwood. Okay, I apologize. That's okay. So Hazelwood's not See, connected. See, we're, we're also... <laughs> we're also He's confusing. not connected to this case at all. No. They just found a picture where he looks similar to the killer. Yeah, and he's holding a hatchet. It's just That's weird. That's terrible. Yeah. Very weird. Um, Any more news stories? I have a few more. Um, a boy got stuck climbing into a claw machine for a prize. <laughs> <laughs> we have all dreamed going in there. Those machines. Getting that fucking stuffy. Ugh. You can never get with those lame ass fucking claws. <laughs> I fucking hate the claw machine so much. Well, this 13 year old boy, according to the AP, had to be freed after he climbed inside hoping to get that prize. This was at a North Carolina amusement park. Officials were alerted just before 2 p.m. that the boy was inside the Cosmic XL bonus game, which contained plushies. Uh, <laughs> The medical response team came and unlocked the machine so the boy was able to get out. And he was re- he was treated and released uh, after receiving some first aid. And now he has been banned from the park for one year. They shouldn't ban him. Those things are a fucking scam. Also, why would you ban a 13? Like, he's not doing that again. Yeah. Come on. He embarrassed himself. That is really funny. I, I can't imagine him being so frustrated. Like he put his dollar in to use that claw on the claw. It does that thing where it like grazes the bear's head right. and then it pulls up and it d- doesn't even, it's not even fucking it's close. It's the worst claw ever. <laughs> or it's holding it by a leg and it drops, and it drops at some point right before it gets to the little shoot. drawer or whatever the shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those claw machines. They're such a fuck, and it's also the cheapest fucking stuffy ever. Or they have, it's like a mound of stuffies, but in the center there's like a lazy Susan that's spinning around and it has like a, a cheap watch in like yeah. a... The watch. case. <laughs> just watching that claw try to grab anything, it's just useless. Yeah. Um, this, this story struck my eye. Is that the way nice, it goes? Desi. Nice. Uh, it's from K1047. I guess that's a cool rock station. <laughs> a man says a ghost pushed his shopping cart into his car, and there's video. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. So... Um, Colby Todd, a 21-year-old from Texas, is blaming damage to his car on a child ghost. According to Yahoo, Todd says he recently went on a ghost hunting excursion. While ghost hunting, he felt a spirit of a young boy around. He thinks he may have come back from the trip with the spirit of a little boy. The next day, he was leaving work at the grocery store in Dallas, Texas. He got into his car, and boom, a shopping cart hit his vehicle. Now, that alone doesn't scream ghost, according to him. Shopping carts obviously hit cars all the time, but this cart did something odd. He said he looked at the security footage at work and saw something freaky. In the video, you see the shopping cart turn on its own and go right towards Todd's Todd's car. When you watch the video, the cart turns totally around on its own and goes toward the cars, and then the cart turns a little bit again to hit Todd's car in particular. <laughs> Come Maybe on. Maybe it has one of those weird wheels. Yeah. You know, where it's like... Rrr, rrr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So he got out to see who pushed the cart into his vehicle. He saw no one around. He looked at the supermarket video later, and that's when he saw, clearly, this is a child ghost. (laughs) But did he see an apparition, or was it just... It's just the cart moving on its own. 
But carts do weird shit. Um, and also, I'm sorry, but I feel like you can't get. Here's the video. Let me so see there's this. the cart. See the cart there? Yeah. He's walking toward to give a little shove, probably <laughs> to make it come towards his car. Wait, how long is this? I mean, clearly, we don't see a ghost yet. There's no Steve Shippy uh, equipment happening where we would see anything happening. When is the cart going to move? Because that was him walking to his car, right? When's it going to move? Why is this surveillance footage so clear? That makes it seem sus, too. He's pointing at his car. It's 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 turning around. It's turning around. Now it's going straight to the car. But uh, oh wait wait let me see it is kind of eerie it is kind of eerie that it's going directly toward him the cart really does make a turn it's just sitting there completely stationary and then it rotates and then wheels across the parking lot directly into this guy's car this does look freaky I I, I so you're I'm, on his side I'm now. sorry I slandered Todd I I think he did bring back a child okay. ghost. I mean, that we'll cart's s- doing weird shit. That's <laughs> it paranormal. Is. Um, okay, that's all our stories. We'll be back after the break. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. Desi, it's been so long. What are you watching? Well, besides the usual reality TV stuff and succession, I have a new show. Mm. It's on Apple TV. It Mm. is called The Last Thing He Told Me. (laughs) Now, (laughs) I put this show on Sunday night at 1 a.m. Nice. And I was like, I'll just fall asleep to this. It's probably really boring. And of course, it was not boring. (gasps) So then I was fucking up to almost 2 a.m. And then I had to rewatch it because I like missed the last half or something. Or I finally had, I was like, I have to go to bed. Like I have to. Um, so I had to re, I had to rewatch the last half. I started half of it um, again. And there's a second episode. It's one of those shows that gets released once a week, but they start off with two. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. So it stars Jennifer Garner. It is in the big little lies genre of TV show. It is something I call elevated trash. Mm. Like they think there's something elevated about it, but it's just a basic soap opera <laughs> trashy soap opera mystery. Which we love. I love. It's it's honestly one of my favorite genres. Yeah. I love that type of show. Right now there's so many shows that are like big little pieces, little perfect things, everything's little. Yeah. The fire's I was everywhere. like, is this like I, I, someone was talking about a new show with like Catherine Hahn. I saw like, that. It's like <laughs> the little perfect woman. Yeah, it's like something like that. And I honestly, I was like, that's a joke, right? And then when I saw it on Hulu, I was like, oh, that's a real show. I thought they were making a, a funny joke about no. that type of show. No, they're all called that. Why are they all called that? It's crazy. The little house where the little women <laughs> live. <laughs> the little perfect big little fires. It's just like so crazy to me. And it's all a very similar vibe. Like these rich white women, yeah, in like Monterey and their drama. Well, this is in Marin. This is in the Bay Area. It's in the Bay. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it takes place in the houseboats of Sausalito. It's wow. like one of the main settings. We get she's in the ferry building. She's like, I got to go see my lawyer in Marin County. Like it is very Bay Area, and I love seeing things filmed in the Bay. Yeah, it's a great location. You don't see tons of stuff there because it's probably really fucking expensive to shoot there. But it's like, it's nice. It looks nice. And it also stars Jamie Lannister, <gasps> who is hot as ever. Nicholas, I can never say his name. Nikolai. You know, Nikolai Coke. God, I'm not even going to try. Know. It's Jamie we Lannister. We don't know, but we love him. He's fucking hot. He's hot in this. <laughs> and... 
the it's the girl Angori Rice. Was she in Mar- Mayor of Winning- Winningham? No, Mayor of Easttown. <laughs> Did you just call it Mayor of Winningham? That makes that- it sound like she's a fucking <laughs> British detective. Mayor of Winningham. Wait, that's the actress, Mayor Winningham. Are you talking about Mayor Mayor wait, of wait. Easttown? Who's yes. Mayor Winningham? She's an actress from the Brat Pat Day. Brat, Brat Pat. Oh, days. I thought you were trying to say no, Mayor of Easttown. I was. <laughs> I was trying to say Mayor of Easttown. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say Mayor of Easttown. It's the daughter from Mayor of Easttown. She's the daughter in this too. Oh, um, okay. So she's in it. And I forget her name too. Now. It's Angori Rice, mm. if I'm saying it correctly. Um, so yeah, it's really good. It's a mystery. <laughs> it's basically this is the uh, Nikol- Nikolai is the Coster husband. Walder. Coster Walder. Thank you. He's the husband, and he he's missing. Like <gasps> we, he goes missing. We don't know what's going on. It's like there's a lot of drama yeah. about what's happening. So. The, he's in the show through flashbacks. Yeah. So we see him a lot still, which is good because he's super hot. And yeah, we're trying to figure out what happened. Mm. And it's really good so far. If you like that type of show. I do. It's You'll, you'll like it. I'm excited. Because you get invested right away. And you just like, I just love the look of it. I love seeing the bay. I love, uh, she's good in it. Jennifer Garner's, it's like an ideal role for her. Yeah. That kind of, because you feel for her. And you don't want anything bad to happen to her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was excited. So I, I can't wait for the next episode, which I think is coming out every Friday. Cool. Which sucks. Because I got two more days. I already watched the two episodes. Well, we had a big episode three of Succession that obviously, oh. <laughs> obviously yeah. we didn't get to talk about that because no. I was sick, but that was a big shocker for all of us. Well, not for me, because I fucking got spoiled. Oh, <laughs> well, I, d- I meant, yes. It was, a sh- it was a shocker when I got spoiled, too. Everyone got spoiled. The LA fucking Times yeah. fucking spoiled America. Yeah. I'm, I mean, and other outlets as well. So stupid. The LA Times had the gall to post the succession spoiler for episode three, which was two weeks ago. And they posted it at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time before the L.A. feed even aired. Yeah. It, diabolical. Yeah. How dare you? It's crazy. I mean, I know enough not to go on. But even, even with, like, normal spoilers, you can kind of, like, avoid things or they're a little vague. This Ye- one was just kind of, like, obvious. It was so... And it was such a big thing it was like you guys couldn't have waited a few hours like or at least couched it in a vague term and been like click here to read about the episode or whatever right i mean i definitely am of the mind of don't go on social media if you don't want spoilers right but i do feel like a grace period of after it's aired on the west coast at least yes uh is fair it's fair um, you can wait. I, I get you want to talk about it right away. Go in your little fucking Reddit board or go in your DMs. Yeah. Like, um, but I do kind of always take it upon myself to protect myself if I care. I, I do too. Usually, but you make a mistake. You forget. But, I didn't think of it. Well, this was just so egregious that 
I mean, it was so egregious. It wasn't like a, us- a r- usual, like, oh, well. Right. Oh, Tom betrayed her or whatever. Something where you still want to see it play out. No, this was just fucking nuts. I was spoiled and I was bummed out, but it was still a good episode. I was still trying. I know those things too. I'm trying to think like, would I have been even more shocked? Because it's so low key the way it plays out. <sighs> the Do you know it, what I mean? The way it played out was excellent because it felt so true to life. It was so unceremonious. Yes. And, and not like a big shocking moment. And you're like unclear. Yeah. Because that has happened to me where you're like, are they dead? <laughs> or like whatever. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like what's going on? Mm. And people don't have all the information or whatever. Um, so yeah, it was it was uh, definitely good. I'm looking forward to how it plays out. I'm yeah. looking forward to evil Logan Kendall. Yeah, um, he's he's a little rascal at the end of uh, episode four. I feel like I feel like it has to play out that way. Yeah, because someone needs to take that role and fuck over the siblings, mm. and it's just a matter of are they going to fight back at some point, right? Or is he going to whatever be the new Logan? Mm. Um, I don't know. Good it's a show, very good it's show. A good show. You're not going to believe which show I've. <laughs> You're not going to believe what show I watched for a second time in the past month. Oh. Your face right now is like I'm trying to think. Nip Tuck. Oh. I started binging it again. You did? Yeah. Now I've seen it twice. I, I'm on season five now. Wait, so you started at, at one and you're already on five? I don't remember when I started it. Like <laughs> two months ago. Okay. As like my late night show. I just needed... Just like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed a comfort show. I needed a comfort show and I needed a... Um, so I started rewatching Nip Talk. It's just such a good show. It's so fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm, it's I'm, a wild ride. I'm calling on Ryan Murphy once again to reboot the show... With the original cast, please. We want to see these old horny doctors. I know that Julian McMahon, who plays Christian Troy, has hinted that multiple times, more than hinted, that he would want to do a revival. And I think we should listen to him. He's still hot. Why can't we have this? It would be so good. Yeah. Imagine, like, I mean, come on. We reboot a lot of shows. Reboot this show. Why not? It was very popular. I think it... I think there's a lot of new stories, especially with all the advances in plastic surgery. That's what I mean. I want, <laughs> also, plastic surgery is so much more prevalent now than it was when this show went off the air. Like now, now so many more people talk about getting plastic surgery, and and so many more people get it. Well, there's there, uh, yeah, because the access is greater with yes. like fillers and injectables. A lot of people can get it now. Yes. Or get treatments. And people are more comfortable nowadays discussing the work they get done because it's so common now. Well, I think um, also they could open up a med spa. That's what I mean. Yeah. I want to see them. I want to see some of the weird med spa. I want to see someone's um, Morpheus appointment. Well, they could. One of them could do like a med spa and one of them could want to do more reconstructive surgery, like more put their talents to like a purpose. Yeah. And they have this conflict. And I could see Christian being like, why waste my time with surgery? I could just make a ton of money injecting things. It's so much easier. Right. Right. And doing all those treatments. Or they could be like... There, I mean, there's also plenty of plastic surgeons who do it all. I mean, because yeah. they, they do do Botox, obviously, and in, and Botox on Nip Tuck, the, the show. Um, 
but it's not like it is today where there's like there's places that aren't um like inpatient plastic surgery places where it's just med spa stuff like right but it's so much more um advanced now cuz they're doing a ton of things with botox that aren't just the initial uh use yeah do you know what i mean right i'm not saying that i want an episode every week about botox no but it's just a different environment now i think that they could be working in especially cuz they ended up in LA at the end right yeah. did they stay there yeah and it's so big here. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be There's fun. There's a med spa in every corner in Los Angeles. Yes. I just saw a story today where it was like Kylie Jenner saying that all of her stuff is uh, fillers. All of her facial stuff is not surgeries. It's fillers. I believe that. But I would like to see an episode about that. <laughs> like how to make a whole face Yeah, change. because there's an artistry to doing fillers. That's why if you get fillers and you want to get a lot of filler, you got to, it's like an art as much as it is. Because you're sculpting a new face, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like I've seen crazy things with a nose where it just looks like a totally different nose, which normally was only a surgery. Oh, they can get rid of all sorts of stuff on noses just with filler. They call it a liquid nose job. Yes. Yeah. Look, I've looked into it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get one. But I've looked. I've looked at lots of uh, before and after videos on. I've on seen Instagram. a bunch of before and afters, and it's kind of incredible. It is incredible what they can do now with fillers. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think that would be a fun. We show. could have a buccal fat removal episode, or some. Where someone got too much buccal fat removed for their liking. I mean, there's just so many new things because that that's such a rapidly changing. There could be a cool a cool, cool sculpting. sculpting mishap. Yeah, and um, they got to fix it. Yeah, there's a lot. I think I think now is the perfect time for a Nip Tuck revival. He needs to stop doing American Horror Story all the time and do a little Nip Tuck in there. Nip, nip a little tuck in there. <laughs> nip a little tuck in there. You got a whole production team. They can carry it off. Yeah. Do it. We'll promote the show, Ryan. We'll, we will we'll get do it. a sponsored post. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let, you, can, you can sponsor the show for a month. We'll do nip tuck related uh, fucking episodes. Oh, that's my dream. <laughs> that is literally, I'm getting chills thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, that would it. be so fun. Ugh. Like we could do famous plastic surgery throughout history. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of fascinated by historical plastic surgery because plastic surgery or at least rudimentary forms of like aesthetic surgery has existed for thousands of years. Well, especially when, you know, growing up, I read a lot of old Hollywood biographies and I was always very interested in the types of surgeries these actresses would get things like your hairline. Like uh, Rita like, Hayworth. Yeah, like the hairline, moving the hairline up. That was such a common thing mm. to get that kind of thing done. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, I remember thinking like, I didn't even know you could do that kind of thing. Right. <laughs> like, how did they do that? Yeah. Just all these actresses who have these obviously much more subtle plastic surgeries than they do now. Right. Um, and you see like a picture of them. You're like, oh, they did have work done. Right. And it's just it's just interesting to see how far it's come. Yeah. No, but, now yeah. it's just so common and it's so much more accessible than it was before. It's just it's just an it's it's just an endlessly fascinating topic to me. There's so many that I'll never get tired of yeah. watching I and agree. reading about. No, I think we need a nip tuck. I, I feel like it would be even funnier. 
Oh my god! Today it would be even funnier today. Just also because they're older, and I just think that would make it sleazier. Yeah, because they're already pushing. They're like already in their forties. They're in their forties when the show like they both turn forty in the first season. So now they're more pushing sixty and yeah. still just as sleazy, especially yeah. uh, especially Christian. Right, he's still fucking twenty year old. Yeah, I just think it would be. We really, want to see it. We gotta. We want to see it. Yeah, and I want to see them. Um, yeah, worried about their own because I mean, they worry about their aging in in Nip Talk, but now they're really going to be panicking. Well, what, what, I can't remember when we recently spoke about um, incest on TV. <laughs> when did we recently? When did we, when did we not? Um, but that was a famous case of um, off screen incest. What the son and um, the mom. Jolie Richardson were rumored to have a relationship. What? Yes. John, what's his name? John, John something. I forget. It's like with an H, but Matt, they were rumored to have Matt. Matt McNamara <laughs> is one of the worst characters in television history. <laughs> one of the biggest, just weenies. And just like awful. Everything that that guy does I don't feel like everything he goes through, you never feel sorry for him because he brings all of it on himself. He totally. gets himself into the dumbest situations. Yeah. No, he, I, I used to be raging at him seasons long. I don't think there's a single fan of Nip Tuck who likes Matt. I think everyone hates him. Yeah. He's yeah. awful. I mean, it's hilarious to watch because it's like he gets well, himself. Well, because technically he's like a kid when the show starts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's yeah. older, obviously, but at the even, end. But even in the first season when he's a 16-year-old in high school, you're just like, you're like, you idiot. What did he do? Something weird with his jerk off or gave himself like a fucking he tried circumcision? To give himself, <laughs> he tried to circumcise himself in, yes. the, in the first season. That was the first time where I was just like, I'm, I can't even like, <laughs> what am I? watching here well just from day one that was like the second episode he did yes that. it was I like just, the very it was like the second episode i don't he, remember but i remember seeing that and being like okay you like, idiot <laughs> the show is for me idiot. <laughs> no it's there it's such a deranged show there's so many storylines i'm watching again that i've uh, forgotten about that are just so unhinged i need to rewatch. Uh, as well, shit. I mean, I should have started with. You. I know. I'm sorry. I like forgot to mention. No, it. it's okay. Just it was just something like spur of the moment. I like had a. Craving. I do that all the time with shows that I've seen before. It's just so because you're looking for something to watch and you're like, okay, this is what I'm in the mood for. Also, also, I've been binging old Drag Race. Oh right. Um, because there was obviously I hadn't seen most of the series. Like I had watched it years ago. Um, sporadically, but I had never watched a lot of most of the seasons all the way through. Yeah. So there's stuff, there's like in really important cultural moments I'm seeing for the first time. Oh, yeah. That like, was one of my things too when I watched it. I was like, oh, that's what that is from. Because <laughs> I knew so many of the gifts and like right. I'd seen things and heard of things. No, I just hadn't watched it in so many years and the last time I watched it was like a early ass season. Yeah. So there's so much I've missed out on. So going back and rewatching this, like last night I was, I was, um, I lost it. What an iconic moment when, what season are you on? I just finished season eight. Oh, so in season eight, Derek Barry, (laughs) Derek, (laughs) 
Derek Barry and Naomi Smalls are squabbling in the workroom. And Derek Barry is always getting into these fights with Naomi. And they're having like an all out f- fucking bitch fest. Mm. And Bob the drag queen is in the background going, ooh, like, because they're just going, they are going at it. And they're saying stuff that to each other, especially Derek. Derek's really going Derek in. Derek is unhinged. He's unhinged. <laughs> he's going in on Naomi. It's like, Naomi's a child. Naomi's 21 years old. Like, he's, I know. he's going in on poor Naomi. And, um, and Bob is like, aghast like he yeah. he like she can't believe and um and the, <laughs> the fight ends with kimchi going when's dinner kimchi is so fucking funny i'm obsessed with kimchi <laughs> uh, obsessed i love kimchi i want to be friends with kimchi so bad no, she's incredible um like she's an incredible drag artist uh, her looks her makeup her looks both exquisite her personality, I I just adore her. Yeah, me too. No, Derek is fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't believe some. I mean, she's so clearly like um, someone who feels not respected. Yes, in the drag community. Yes, and it's just it it informs everything about her. Right, uh, and she doesn't. But at the same time, she won't admit it. Right. Uh, and that's always a person to be careful around because they, they're like out of control sometimes emotionally <laughs> and they want to hurt you. Yeah. And she goes after Naomi Smalls because Naomi is everything she hates. She's young, beautiful. Uh, people are giving her chances that she feels like she never got. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's just like. Right. Uh, and she's like, you know, a Britney Spears impersonator from Vegas. <laughs> so she feels like the lowest <laughs> On the wrong, like, do you know what I mean? Like, who didn't know about blocking your eyebrows until the end of her run on the series, which is crazy to me. And I think that's what people don't respect about her because she got this gig doing a Britney, and that's all she really does. Uh, and that's why she has so much trouble branching out of that. Cause and she, I think because she didn't come up in the, the drag scene. Yes, she so came I feel up like, in the celebrity impersonating scene. Yeah, and I feel like she wants this instant respect, and people are like not having it. It's a different thing. It it is remarkable how much Derek Barry's face looks like Britney Spears, though. They have the same face. Oh yeah, it's remarkable. So, I mean, in his defense it's difficult to not look like her right like he he always looks like he's kind of britney yeah um because he's blonde so that's like not helping that's why she really needed to uh learn how to sculpt her face with makeup she can clearly do it yeah she just doesn't know how she doesn't know how or she and she doesn't she's too afraid to ask for help Right. Do you know what I mean? Because it's admitting that you don't know something. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, I get it. It's like a competitive industry, but you know, it's also there's a lot of camaraderie there. There's a lot of community, and you do get a lot of help. Yeah, but a great character to have on the show. <laughs> incredible, incredible character. I mean, just did you finish the season? Yeah, I just okay. finished it, and I just started season nine. Um, I forget. Season it's with Sasha Valor, season oh, nine. Oh, Sasha Valor, yes, 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 and someone, yes. And there's some other people, but there's um, a bunch. Yeah, yeah. No, it, 
I was just thinking of when's dinner. I was just thinking about you last I night. I know. I saw that. that. I was me. laughing. That would have been me. That's when I knew I was like, I relate to kimchi on such a spiritual level. Well, the other great thing about kimchi is like we talked about, she's excellent as a drag artist, but she's also kind of bored and over it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just such a funny combination. I just think, well, I don't think it's that she's bored, but she can be very, um, she's an emotional queen. Yes. She can be very, her heart, her heart is on her sleeve. Also just a great name. Great name. I loved everything. I, I like, that was someone instantly, I'm like, that's my favorite. Me too. Like from day one. I was we, like, I love her. Well, her and Bob the drag queen immediately, I was like, you guys are both icons. Oh, you know who is so annoying on that season? Thorgy Thor. You don't like Thor? Okay. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. I really, really enjoyed Thorgy. I really enjoyed Thorgy. And I was like, I bet Desi hates Thorgy. <laughs> like, that is the character. Like, that is the personality type that Desi fucking hates. And I was like, I'm a Thorgy stan because she's so... Thorgy reminds me of... Um, Someone from a Marin County's farmer's market. Like, she has that vibe. The thing with Thorgy is, I really wanted to like her, but she was such... She's so jealous of Bob mm. and such a tryhard. Initially, eventually, it wore on me where I was like, I yeah. can't with this anymore. Yeah. It's like, girl, get it together. Like, right? Like, I know her and Bob are friends, but the, their like weird, her weird needling at Bob was like, all right. There was just like a turning point with me where I was like, I can't with this. Mm. And it, oftentimes, the people I don't, I wouldn't want to say I dislike them because I feel for her. But it's like a thing I can't be around because it's too uncomfortable for me to watch them spiral. Yeah. It's more that kind of thing where it's just like, I can't, like even when she does, she's on an all-stars too and it's like nothing changes. Right. She doesn't like revamp anything really. And it's just kind of like, why are you still doing this? You want to see that growth. You just want to say, do you have one friend who is like kicking you in the ass and saying, look at yourself. (laughs) Like you're good. It was funny when Thorgy was like, no one, no one in New York likes acid Betty. (laughs) She doesn't want (laughs) that. T was funny though. And she was like, no one in New York. She's funny. She is funny. She doesn't know how to stick with what she is is though she's yeah. always trying for something else right yeah. and then she overshoots it yeah and then they bought she'll get like terrible reviews yeah and it's just like painful for yeah. me it's more I, painful you have expectations i do think bob's cheryl can carol carol channing <laughs> carol channing was one of the funniest things i've ever seen on tv well that was a genius choice on it his, was on her part it was so brilliant yeah i i fucking i was on the floor but because here's the thing with with snatch game it is not about who does the best impersonation. It's like, it's the funniest. You know what I yeah. mean? You have to nail one element of someone and that's it. Yes. It doesn't have to make sense. Like kind of like um, Ben's um, Maggie Smith. Yes. There, there, there was nothing Maggie Smith about that at all. She was just a stodgy English woman. But it was, that was very funny it and was perfect. Great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And everyone was like, that's going to bomb. And it's like, no, because it doesn't matter what the impression, if it's good or not. It yeah. matters if it's funny right and it's stupid like yeah. you gotta be stupid it's like the people who plan their little lines they always bomb yeah like when they know where you see it's too planned out and the carol channing was just deranged it was so and good and funny but like, she got she got bob just nailed her voice and her like mannerisms yes. so much but in such an unhinged way yes because carol channing is a very popular drag impersonation especially like an old school one you know she's touring with madonna 
Oh yeah, Bob, yes, Bob yes, the drag yes, queen, yes. not Carol Channing. Yes. Not that, yes. would, that would definitely be something. No, that's a hologram I could that get. That is but, right. But we are. But I'm just saying that we are going to get to see Bob. Yeah, I did see that. But you know what? I was like, I don't think I mentioned it to you because you didn't know who that was yet. Really, I knew who Bob was. From okay. just seeing Bob around and like right. seeing her Instagram and stuff, I just had never seen her season. Right. So but then you get to really know her. Yeah, because yeah. I knew that she, I've known for a while she was because she was in the uh, announcement, Madonna's tour announcement, and then I saw she was going to be touring with her. So I was excited about that. But now I'm really excited. Yes, because she had a killer finale performance too. Yes, her musical number. Um, that's so funny because. Acid Betty, <laughs> she's also a good character. That's a good season. It's it was a good season. It was juicy. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of things. <laughs> the going Derek on. Barry stuff. I'll just what an what an iconic fucking moment. <laughs> the Derek- she was so mad. She's just mad. She's like a bitch. Yeah, she's waiting to like hurt someone. <laughs> So you just see her little wheels turning constantly. <laughs> oh my god, Derek Barry and Naomi Smalls like cut her so bad. Naomi Smalls was like, "Why do you like?" I don't know what she said, but she like was like, "Look at your thinning hair." Like she <laughs> says, it was just so mean. No, it was like, but it was like sort of like, well, you brought that on yourself. Well, at here's that the point. thing: it's very similar to like Jade Jolie cutting Alyssa to the core. Yes, because Jade and uh, Naomi are sort of younger and newer they don't know how to do the the subtle teeth like the subtle reads yeah so they just go for the jugular <laughs> what they've been pushed to it so we kind of forgive them yeah. you know what i mean but yeah the thinning hair i do remember that <laughs> yeah she's like why uh, do you worry about your thinning hair yeah it's just like you can't come back from some you, like that kind of read is too brutal it's too brutal um, uh, i like naomi too she's so pretty the other person i just loved from season seven was Ginger Minge. Oh yeah, I'm, Ginger. I'm such a. I love big queens. Me too. I love the big girls. I've always loved the big girls. And there's so, and Ginger Minge is just so funny. Her Edith Massey was like oh un- yeah unbelievable. Well, that's why I like having the older queens too because they always pull out the great impersonations. Yeah, you know what I mean. Their references are they're just doing good, and it's like tier. everyone else is just like I don't want to see another Kardashian. That's right. not a funny impression. No. Like, you're not going to nail it. I'm sorry. No, do some old bitch. Do an old one, but a classic that you're going to have a lot to work with. Don't pick... There's very few noobs, like, social media stars that are going to be funny. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. they're already... They're funny because they are they are who they are. Like, right. there's nothing to parody with Kim Kardashian, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ginger Minge was great. That was a season a lot of people didn't love, but... It came off. It came after three high point seasons, mm. so it was definitely a tough act. To it's follow. just really hard to top um, Alyssa Edwards' season, just because like it's oh. hard to top. Just no, it, no. That season seven. God, I I can't even remember the cast. I'm sure when I saw it, I would remember. But yeah, Ginger Minj is probably was my probably my favorite. That was with Violet Chachki. Violet Chachki, who's great, beautiful, beautiful, great looks, stunning for sure. But that was also a lot of acting challenges and not a lot of great comedy queens no. from my memory. But Ginger was the standout comedy queen. Yes. But there weren't that many others. No. Uh, and, and then I, they did a ton of acting challenges and it was painful. Yeah. Painful to watch. It was. But uh, yeah, Violet won. I mean, she was amazing. I remember that 
plaid jump, that plaid change yes. dress. Yeah. That was killer. Yeah. I loved it. Um, and that was with uh, Santino. Wanted to bang her. Oh my God, Santino. <laughs> he was like so I, into her. I just, I just will, Santino Rice will just forever be synonymous with Project Runway to me because I was used to be such a big Project Runway oh, stand. Oh yeah, totally. I, but I watch so much now I think of him as a judge yeah. on Drag Race, even though he's not anymore. But like, um, yeah, I agree. And so this current season of Drag Race just ended... Very, very happy with the winner. I love Sasha Colby. She's an L.A. girl. Very, very happy she won. Um, it was a great. It was a great finale. Like all four queens who were in the finale, they really earned it. They were all great. Yeah. I mean, I would say the show does a pretty good job of nailing the final three or four. Yeah. There's only a few instances where I'm like, what. Yeah. Like Fifi. <laughs> Fifi O'Hara. Yeah. I'm sure there are others. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, yeah. And you're always sad to see certain people go, of course. Because you know they haven't shown you everything. Like Ben's first season, I loved her, but I knew she got eliminated pretty, pretty, like after a few episodes. And I knew there was more, and then she kills it in her first All Star and her All Stars. Right. So it was like that's what I like about All Stars because you're bringing back these people who get the second chance to do yeah. it again. Um, yeah. So yeah, you got to watch an All Stars because you can definitely watch them now. At yeah. least the first two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to because um, um, <laughs> they're both really good, especially two. Two is like well, killer. I, wanna, I just need more Alyssa in my life. Wow. I just love her. Yeah, she's like. <laughs> She's great on All Stars. I just want to be friends with her so bad. I want to go out with her and Coco. Oh my god! <laughs> Can you imagine? Just like it would be great. Ugh. No, I, I agree. I want to be friends with her too. We gotta. How we, are we gonna do it? How are we gonna make it happen? Do we have I don't any? Think she do we even here. have any Drag Race alumni who listen to our show? Right into the show. Do we have it? How? Yeah. How maybe, dare you? Do we have any Dragula alumni who Ooh, listen? We got to the get show? into that next too. Well, Dragula. Okay. Back when I was doing a lot of drag, I was like years ago. I was like, maybe I should audition for Dragula because they let drag kings on. And um, Dragula's hardcore. It's like yeah. it's like Fear Factor and Drag Race. Yeah. But I had a friend who was on Dragula. Ooh. Felony Dodger. Ooh, nice. So I want to get into that show too. Yeah, let's do it. I used to see the live version. Ooh. Yeah, I want to go. We got to go to DragCon too. It'll be so fun. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, that's the you, TV. What'd you eat? Oh, boy. This is a long mini because we're... Been a while. We but we're gonna do an after too. We let's got, touch on let's touch on a little bit what we ate, but we're gonna go in deep. We're not gonna talk about what we ate in Las Vegas here. We'll talk about that on the after show. You can get that on patreon.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That is the show after the show. Let's I didn't eat it yet, but we've been fantasizing about these new subs in town. Hoagies. Hoagies. <laughs> get it right, Desi. <laughs> get it right. Interchangeable to me. Um so we're excited to... You're finally going to get it. I'm going to be out of town. I'm sad. I know. I'm so sad. Uh, but whatever. You ju- I, we just got back together. You're <laughs> we just got me? back together and I'm leaving the band already. This is fucked up. Um, I know. We, the, the shows will come out as normal. Everything will be normal. Uh, this just, is a pre-planned thing I am going to. Yeah. 
Uh, so, but I didn't know, obviously it was pre you got COVID. Right. I would have, we didn't uh, know. We would have figured Again, it out. It's my fault. Everything. Was, <laughs> it's my fault. Everything was so fakakta. It's the, COVID's the, fault. It's, it's COVID. I saw, fault. by the way, I went to Home Depot today and I saw a car that looked like a COVID cell. What? It was <laughs> what like, are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I would have taken it. It was around. Yeah, it was a car that had the spiky, it was a ball with the spiky, and it was called COVID testing, remote oh, testing. Oh, it was, I was supposed to yeah, look like that. Like, no, it was supposed to look like a COVID. Oh, I thought you were just... <laughs> no, no, no. It looked exactly like a COVID cell or whatever the fuck yeah. it's called. And I was like, what the hell? Like, Because I was like... I don't know why it just struck me wrong. I was like, I don't want to see this right now. I like the COVID emoji. It's not like an official COVID emoji, but oh. it's like a little green slime ball. Oh, I, don't, I was like, there was a co- I was like, that's crazy. No, it's not like official. official. It, it just, just looks kind like of, one. I just, t- I remember I tweeted it at Andy when he got COVID. Oh, okay. It's no laughing matter. No. Don't you emoji. <laughs> don't you emoji a sickness. Um, no. Uh, so eating, God, I don't know. I've kind of been a mess the past week's. I haven't, I don't, I'm in that phase where you don't, I'm like, I don't even think I'm eating meals. Yeah. I'll just eat like a baguette all day. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, Frenchie. (laughs) I literally was walking down the street with two baguettes in a bag. I was like, what the hell? You're French. I was like, I'm like in a fucking French, like, I'm like, what am I, Emily in Paris? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just walking down the fucking street with baguettes in a fucking, (laughs) in my purse, in my over, in my fucking tote bag. That's literally what I had. Two fucking baguettes sticking out of my tote bag. Hot. (laughs) Very hot. Um, Um, That's like where I'm at. Like not eating meat just grazing no when i i uh, yeah i haven't really been eating uh, w- uh, covid makes me really hungry so yeah i, I don't know why <laughs> i don't know why but covid makes me ravenous and i just eat all day i think also partially because i don't know why psychologically but it just makes me want to i'm already a hungry girl yeah and i love and i eat all the time but covid for some reason just I'm eating e- even more. So the fr- the one thing I highly recommend if you live in Los Angeles and you are feeling sick is the hot and sour soup from Din Tai Fung, which I did Ooh. order because they do a very good hot and sour soup. I actually think I've had it. It's it's great. Yeah. And it was very comforting. Of course, I had to get some dumplings too. Mm. And then I, I um, made a, a, some more chicken stock. Well, I was sick because that's always good to have. I had some in the freezer already, Ooh. which is always a nice love letter to your future self mm. to have a batch of it already ready to go in the freezer. So I drank that all week, but I made an additional batch as well. Um, I don't know. Those were like the two most notable things. I just ate a bunch of random crap. Oh, uh, Brendan got a craving for, because he was sick too, he got a craving for cinnamon rolls <gasps> at 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. Oh, what's a girl to do? It makes him hungry too. Yeah. And what's a girl to do? There's a place in Echo Park called Cineholic (laughs) (laughs) that we discovered on um, Postmates late one night. And he's like, I want cinnamon buns. He's like, is there a Cinnabon we can get delivered? And he's like, no, well, there's a place called Cineholic. And they're open late. And we got three cinnamon rolls delivered. We only ate two of them. How late are they open? Just curious. (laughs) (laughs) They should be open right now. It was um, late when we ordered that. I feel like a listener of ours told us about this place a really I think long time so. ago. But I, I thought it was Silver Lake. 
Maybe it's Silver Lake. Yeah. I don't know, but it's close by. Yeah. And um, I had heard of it before, but never ordered from it because I'm like, I, I don't need to be doing that. We don't need to open up that can of worms. The late night cinnamon the bun. Late night cinnamon <laughs> bun, which we did do. And then he's and then he said, I'm also craving a pizza. So he ordered a large pizza from Prime Pizza. And he's so sweet. He he surprised. I wasn't even hungry, but he surprised me. He got half of it with my favorite toppings, which is mushrooms and olives. Mm. He's like, Well, now you have to share this pizza yeah. with me because I got half of your favorite toppings. And you and you weren't even hungry, but you ate it all. Of course. <laughs> Of course I ate it anyway. It was right there. It was hot and ready. Pizza's good. I mean. I know, loved it. It's really good. Um, yeah. But that's what we ate last week was cinnamon buns and pizza. It was really um, yeah. great. Yeah. Well, And hot happens. and sour soup. That anyway. was, when I had COVID, that was the first time I had Jersey Mike's. I ordered That's so weird because <laughs> I was really, you know, I feel like Allie posted about Jersey Mike's and I was mm. like, I got to try Jersey Mike's and I got it for lunch or something. It's so funny. Yeah. It's just a chain. I mean, it's decent. I, I just had never had it. Yeah. And it was like, I'll try it. It's decent. Yeah. If it's, it, I thought it was pretty good. Like, yeah. it's not like what I, it's whatever. It's not all about the bread, but it's, it's, I've never been disappointed with the Jersey Mike's. Yeah. I'm sure that. What I got is probably a, the classic Italian. That's what I yeah. used to get. So, uh, um, but yeah. But we have a smorgasbord we of stuff a- to talk about. <laughs> smorgasbord, LA. Uh, <laughs> which we went to. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about that on the after show. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about everything. Bye. Bye.